Hello, Clarice. Just kidding. Hey there, mythical beast. Welcome to the Kibbles and Boys podcast brought to you by your host, Harlan and Sam. We are two lifelong bros who survived being raised as sheltered homeschool kids and uh, now seek to connect adulthood through this low-budget podcast. Kibbles and Boys aims to deliver high-flavor content on topics that interest us, such as media, current events, and science. Welcome to the Kibbles and Boys Show. It's really going to be huge. And I am burdened with glorious purpose. You'll crunch it, chomp it, absolutely devour it. This place is like Dr. Seuss's worst nightmare. Welcome to Outer Space Class. Today... We begin a wide range of discussion on something uh, I want to say that's near and dear to us, but something I feel like people should uh, should very much be aware of. Uh, this is going to be the Kibbles and Boys Halloween special. This is a, uh, a special episode indeed. Welcome, Sam. Welcome, Harbob. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. Man, this is actually, I feel like this is an episode we've been looking forward to for a while, our, our first ever Halloween special episode, which if we, uh, if I do my editing, we're going to get this out just before Halloween 2022. It's an exciting yeah, time. Yeah, keep an eye out for this one on, uh, maybe we'll have it out before Christmas yeah, with this current so. track record. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> well, the reason why we're, I think part of the reason why we're motivated, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of into Halloween. I can definitely get down with uh, some, some haunted, spooky stuff, but knowing sam these past few years i feel like i feel like halloween might be your favorite holiday even though you were literally born on the fourth of july is that a true statement yeah actually i would say it's very accurate i I love christmas because of the gifts um but halloween is uh is as far as decorating and getting into the whole time of the year type thing that goes along with the holiday uh, absolutely Dude, is going to go to Halloween. <laughs> you've got all out. You wait. So how big is the, uh, is the reaper you have in your front yard right now? <laughs> well, we have more than one thing in the front yard, but, uh, yes, yeah, so we have the eight foot werewolf, uh, oh the six goodness. foot scarecrow. And then we have that home Depot, 12 foot skeleton, uh, which by the way, I didn't tell you this, but we had a huge thunderstorm roll through yesterday and it, uh, it knocked it. It t- took the skeleton with stakes included and everything out of the ground. Oh my gracious! Uh, we had over sixty mile hour winds. Oh so I, I woke up um, and looked out my office window and I see him laying on the ground with his arms like broken and everything. So I'm gonna have to try to find some way to fix him, dude. Uh, but yeah, I woke up this morning. I was pretty heartbroken, honestly. Well, it could have been a lot worse. <laughs> Imagine if some soccer mom in your neighborhood was driving your kids home from practice and the minivan's rounding the corner and all of a sudden that skeleton just like lands in front of them on top of their car. How, how terrifying would that be? You might have to like <laughs> deal with some lawsuits after that one. Well, yeah, I was thinking about though, like if it had fallen on a kid, it brought, hearing the screams would have woken me up. I just would have had, I would have been able to have been aware of it a lot sooner than knowing it was laying out there all night. So, yeah, kind of a hit or miss thing, I guess. Oh man. Well, uh, yeah, Halloween is is a, is a big deal for Sam, and that's a big deal for us. I feel like we were uh, trying to figure out a, uh, a scary episode to do tonight, trying to figure out something that was a little bit eerie, a little bit haunted, might make the hairs on the back of your neck stand up. I don't know if we're going to be able to do that tonight, but we have a we have a pretty interesting setup tonight. We are going to explore mythical creatures. So these are. 
This is, how many we got? We got 20 mythical creatures. Yes, 20. Yeah, so that have been, that have popped up in folklore all around the world um, across generations and centuries. So these are these are creatures that um, either have had um, just been told through kind of fairy tales and stories or they've, there's been potential sightings of these creatures and it's kind of spawned a, um, a legend. Um, but we've we've gone through all these and, and read them and some of these are pretty terrifying creatures holy moly um yes this is not your uh your little bedtime story that's gonna keep your dreams nice and nice and gentle <laughs> these are these are nightmare inducing myth- mythical creatures that i hope to never meet i i think most of our episodes it can be said that we are mostly family friendly i would like to think so and uh <laughs> some of the descriptions of these creatures might push those boundaries <laughs> oh dear <laughs> We need to we'll put see, an age but, uh, rating on this. <laughs> this one episode needs an age rating just from reading the Wikipedia. But uh, I think one other interesting thing to note is there are like hundreds and hundreds of mythical creatures. Uh, with, of course, a lot of them not really being terrifying. I don't think uh, people are really scared of fairies or unicorns as much. So Harbob and I, um, my, my sweet cheeks, uh, we went through and we found some of the most terrifying ones we could. And uh, we picked the top 20 of those, and that is what we are going to be going through today. Of course, it's our opinions, but I think they're pretty terrifying. Yeah, so we're going to be we're going to be starting with our least terrifying creatures, and then if you stick around, uh, we are going to walk our way through um, towards some of the, the more more terrifying ones. Sam, which uh, which creature or monster do we have first on the list to talk about? <laughs> yes. Uh, so this one being a classic, as far as I think it's probably the most one of the most well-known ones, um, at least in certain parts of the world. Uh, it's one of the ones me and you, of course, are the most familiar with, but it is the and it's several different iterations of this one, but it's going to be Bigfoot, uh, Yeti, Sasquatch, Skunk Ape. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one, uh, all those different names for essentially what is the same thing, a giant bipedal humanoid ape-like creature uh, that has been um around for hundreds of years and it's been in america i want to say it really initially originated like the oregon washington area at least in america but i want to say the legend actually is really more from the himalayas like tibet oh really himalayas region yeah um and i think that was around i've it's so tough so i I did want to preface another thing we should probably preface is uh if you're wanting to learn exact history on each of these creatures we're probably not gonna be able to provide that but uh, region of origin here, you know, again, it's probably gonna be like Tibet Himalayans. From my research, it seems like 17, 1800s, somewhere in there is when uh, the rumors of this creature, this mythical beast, uh, started uh, coming around. So we didn't rate this one very um, high on the scare factor. Why did you? You gave it a 35 out of 100. We, so we've gone through and rated all these uh, these creatures on a scale of one to 100 for both scare factor and power. Um, both Sam and I have. So we're starting with, with this one because the average rank of this one is pretty low. Uh, you, you gave it a 35, Sam. I gave it a 50. Um, wh- why are we rating this one pretty low? I mean, I feel like this is a pretty scary creature. But maybe <laughs> uh, it's just relative to the other creatures we have in the list. <laughs> I, I have a pretty good argument for this one, I feel like. So of all the other creatures on this list, how many do you or are you aware of that people are like totally cool just sending their kids out to go hunt for it, like in the forest? <laughs> like... That right there, I had to drop a ton of points off. I'm like, oh, people get together for like weekends of fun to go hunt Bigfoot. Like it's become like a festival. That's true. Um, That's a good point. I don't think people do that. I don't. I mean, if there was, 
any semblance of these other ones being like real, I don't think people would be doing that. <laughs> There's literally a, a, a creature I'm about to introduce uh, a few down the road that that uh, mothers tell their children never to go outside if they, <laughs> they hear <this> <laughs> yeah, Exactly. There's probably like little Boy Scout troops that go hunt this guy. But the other one that uh, makes this guy kind of controversial, though, is we've listed him on the mythical creatures list, and there are obviously uh, movements of people out there that are probably going to be pretty upset by that. <laughs> yeah, dude, we're seven but, minutes in. We're probably offending the entire like Bigfoot is real population. <laughs> yeah. The people that are Googling for like a good podcast episode find one on... Uh, really cool mythical creatures and they're like wait what these guys have bigfoot on that list you know but yeah no i'm standing by it no skeletons have been found of our our big boy um so yeah there's really i I haven't seen any legit evidence for this guy so i I, until someone can give me that i i keeping him in my mythical creature box yeah yeah i think he's pretty low also if you ever saw the the, the phenomenal i think it should have been uh nominated for an oscar uh this film um the man who killed hitler and then bigfoot uh i don't know if you ever saw this film it's phenomenal you told me about this one yeah. i have not seen it so like spoiler alert he fights bigfoot <laughs> and then kills him uh so in that fight though i was kind of thinking about that when i was i was rating the power ranking of bigfoot and like i think it's uh was it sam elliott i think that was the uh the actor who played the guy who i believe it bigfoot. is from yeah yes yeah, so I've, I've seen like i've heard of the movie but i just haven't watched it yeah well so he's able to go basically toe-to-toe with a bigfoot and like hand-to-hand combat so i'm like man this is just like a big burly dude i feel like i feel like he's just out in the woods minding his own business he doesn't want to be found he's not that scary you know he's kind of mythical but he's he's a baby mythical creature on our list of of scary (laughs) ones compared to some of these other ones i mean I, i love bigfoot i love the lore behind him but when you start getting to some of these other ones it's like yeah what is bigfoot go to be able to do to some of these other monsters <laughs> you know so oh man okay so uh we have a big list let me go ahead and uh let you introduce <laughs> the next one so the next Which... <laughs> this creature uh is a uh, native to the united states it's a uh, <laughs> specifically to the state of connecticut um this is the connecticut river sea serpent named connie now, the reason why <laughs> I'm laughing and Sam's laughing and the reason why uh, this creature's on this list is because Sam's wife is named Connie. And so I just felt like I had to add this to the list. Connie, if you ever listen to this, uh, we love you. I don't think you're a creature that uh, is terrorizing people, but I thought this was too funny not to add. So the <laughs> Connecticut has this this uh, legend of this river sea serpent. It actually is kind of terrifying. It has It's like 100 feet long, has uh, eyes as big as plates, and it just, it's kind of like their Loch Ness monster. I think it just hangs out in like the connecticut river so i don't think it has a, a ton of uh of power to get beyond that but um i i just wanted to add it because i thought it was it was pretty funny uh, yeah and to be fair it's like i've definitely made some shots at your wife um i think we both do that so this one was well deserved uh, i have to wonder though connecticut's such a small state it's not like it's next to great lakes or anything so it's like are they really thinking this little this hundred foot serpent's just chilling some pond or a little river you know <laughs> i don't know man i feel like this is a story somebody reported this to try to get out of work the next day or to try to avoid some i don't know debt <laughs> yeah. payment they had to make i can't imagine this is this is something real but uh oh, man. it's a local mascot the terrifying a local Connie. mascot the terrifying guy yeah oh gosh 
Um, all right, I'm going to introduce the next one here. Let's go. So, the Black Dog. Oh my gosh. Uh, this one is super eerie to me. I don't know. I really enjoy like if you look up some of the digital art forward, it kind of looks like a like a, a black hellhound or something, right? Mm. Uh, and it sounds like it goes back to England in the 1600s, but it was like a sign of like plagues or famine, but like from a demonic perspective. Uh, so I thought that was kind of super interesting. So like a lot of people when they saw it, it was considered an omen of death. Um, it was like associated with electrical storms and crossroads, or it would be like seen at sites of execution, uh, which is really interesting because some of these things I do think would have uh, legitimately brought in like stray dogs. You know, like if you have a site of a bunch of dead people, you know, some dog looking for scraps shows up. And if you have a, a scary black mangy dog, I can 100% see how this whole legend came to be about, you know? Yeah. Um, Cause some of these other ones on the list, when we get further down, I think you'll acknowledge this too, is I have no idea who the hell came up with it. Like, I mean, they're just so trippy and far out there. I'm like, man, what were these people on <laughs> to come up with some of these like mythical creatures? Absolute insanity. Yeah. So on the scare factor, um, Oh, did we go over that for the Connecticut Connie? Um, I think we breezed <laughs> past it. I mean, we, we, we both put the scare factor, uh, in the, the high 50s and the, the power in the high 50s so um, yeah i mean it's a, like a giant hundred foot serpent so i'm not going to say it's weak um, yeah i do think it, it takes bigfoot in the fight obviously yes <laughs> like everything else on this list uh the black dog i actually gave it a 60 i think the as weird as it sounds why i ranked it higher than bigfoot is because again we're looking at like the scare factor uh to me there's a lot more of a horror element because it's you know seen as an omen of death and there's like a demonic background to it uh, and then on the most powerful, again, it's bringing, um, like, it, you know, there's a, dem- a demonic aspect to it. And with it being like an omen of death or mm. showing up a size execution, things like that, uh, I just felt like it's it has a little more... Like paranormal, uh, like, like it, power. Yeah, it carries a little more of a paranormal power to it than um, a bipedal ape with mm. opposable thumbs. But Man, I feel like we're really hating on Bigfoot this episode. Dude, I love Bigfoot too. I, too. I, I really do. You know, uh, I love Bigfoot. Lorelai has a uh, has a sticker of Bigfoot on her car, and she also has like a keychain that is Bigfoot. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure why. Um, I should probably ask her about that. But <laughs> you should probably talk to your wife about that. Man. I think she has a sticker on her Nalgene too. I know. Dang. Wait, you you might wait. Maybe wife, she's like wife might be like a huge Bigfoot person. Wait, so yeah, she just uh, she she's actually not at the house tonight. Cause she's out um, studying for an exam. Maybe maybe she's out hunting for bigfoot unconfirmed it's uh totally possible i have to wonder too uh dang that makes me really curious now if your wife is like super into bigfoot man that would be really funny because i'm sorry i'm I'm, this is like literally throwing me off right now because i'm you're like yeah she might be into it and i'm like oh yeah and then you start listing all this evidence you know she has stickers on her car her water bottles keychains yeah I, i think it's i think it's definitely confirmed we'll we'll circle back if we find any we'll circle back so the black dog that one that one actually is kind of freaky when you think about it you unpack it um the next one i'm about to describe uh is definitely taking us down uh the darker path i feel like we're starting to move into the the scarier creatures so um this is this mythical creature is called la lorona and now or in my case la lorelei sorry continue (laughs) whoa (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! <laughs> I'm sorry, Laura. If you're hearing this, I'm just I'm still upset that you took Harlan like five states away from me. But yeah, please continue. Yeah. Well, 
it, it happens. So La Llorona. <laughs> so actually, I don't know if this is how you pronounce this name. Um, I'm going to preface this by saying there's a lot of crazy names on this list. So me and Sam are probably going to like butcher these names. But La Llorona yes. is a um, actually comes from Mexico. Uh, this legend comes from the 1500s. We think kind of mid 1500s, um, and yeah. it has like. Uh, regional versions of varieties across Guatemala, Venezuela, kind of the um, South America region. So the legend of uh, La Llorona is uh, is pretty dark. So there's this beautiful woman named Maria who married this rich ranchero, and she bears two children. Well, one day, Maria sees her husband with another woman, and in a fit of blind rage, she drowns their two, tri- two children in the river and then immediately regrets it. And then she's unable to save them and consumed by guilt so she drowns herself as well but then she's unable to enter the afterlife forced to be in purgatory until she finds her children while roaming the world so uh sometimes you'll hear um her out at night and she's crying um and if children want her out at night the curse is the legend is that uh children might get snatched up by la llorona the spirit of maria so um a lot of mothers and fathers tell their kids not to wander out at night for fear of getting snatched up by La Llorona. La Llorona. Yeah, no, that's uh, this one is pretty creepy, and it just has a very dark story that, um, I mean, I know sounds terrible to say, it could like it could have a realistic aspect to. It. Like, I could see this one coming about from some semblance of truth, you know, like the the history, the story of it, you know. Yeah. Well, uh, so also, it's I think just what makes a this scary one. one to tell children too, because. Um, if you tell them, hey, there's this woman out at night that cries and she'll snatch you up and drown you. Well, there's a lot of noises out, like wind whistling. Um, it kind of sounds like crying. Like I feel like this is a terrifying one to tell your kids. I agree. But <laughs> I think it, yeah, might do, be... it might do the trick of keeping them inside. So maybe it's effective. Everybody can learn from Mexican mothers about La Llorona. La Llorona. <laughs> yeah, be home by six. Or else, La La Rona. <laughs> I'm really it's looking forward to, uh, to you trying to pronounce this next one. Oh, I totally so, got this one in the bag. Okay. Yeah. I, I also, uh, I I, I want to note for anyone who might listen to this that we purposely chose not to look up pronunciations because um, I don't know. I thought it'd be kind of fun for us to give it our best go, and maybe at some point we'll uh, go through Google and have one of the AI bots tell us how to correctly say it. I don't know. But yeah, this cool. next one. Bake Kujira <laughs> is uh, Bake. Comes out of uh, Japan. I couldn't find the exact, the exact time frame for this one. I've, I just read a couple articles. It was frustrating. They wouldn't give me the century. It just said several hundred years. Uh, so there might be more information out there. I struggle to find it. But uh, this one's pretty crazy. It's a huge, ghostly well skeleton that is accompanied oh by a host of strange birds and fish. Uh, they only appear on like rainy nights near coastal whaling Japanese villages. Uh, so this one is out of Japan. Um, and the one that I think that for me puts this one on the list is that if it gets spotted by a fisherman, like even on accident, uh, it will uh, basically deliver a powerful curse to anybody who does see it. So uh, in addition to that, the whale's curse brings famine, plague, and all other kinds of disasters to the village of the inhabitant who saw it. Wow. Um, so this is pretty terrifying if you're out like fishing or whaling or whatever and you just catch a glimpse of this thing going by it's like you've just potentially screwed over your entire neighborhood at least in terms of how the lore goes 
Dang. That's kind of a bizarre one, but also like a pretty devastating one because it, it has effects on like the entire economy and uh, the like the food yeah. <laughs> like production of these coastal cities. Um, also, we'll say, just want to throw this out there, this is the first one that we're, we're uh, talking about from Japan or any region in Southeast Asia. Man, some of the most terrifying mythological creatures find their origins in this part of the world, whether it's like Japan, Philippines, kind of that that whole area, Malaysia. Oh, absolutely. They like yeah. they blow like Bigfoot and some of these U.S. mythological creatures out of the water on how terrifying they are. So we're gonna get into more later, but man, this one is pretty. This is pretty pretty crazy. Yeah, I think that's why I uh, gave it only a scare factor of like, or I guess our average scare, our score was extremely close on this one. But yeah, I guess our average scare factor score was just shy of uh, 70, right? Or about 69. Yeah, um, 68 and a half, yeah. Yeah, and I think on I, I gave this one a very high power rating. Of, yeah. uh, and that was my justification was 85, is that it has the ability to infect entire... Um, entire villages or probably i guess even you could argue like small cities or towns yes yeah, yeah, all these other ones huge. on the list yeah because it's like all these other ones on the list like if bigfoot decides to go on a killing spree he's gonna have to go one by one you know like this thing could just like oh you saw me your entire village is screwed you know yeah that is <laughs> like, pretty crazy it's uh yeah he's metal Vake kujiro don't play around yeah that's pretty crazy yeah this is the first um first uh power rating we've had in the 70s on a scale of 1 to 100 so we, we rated a 77 and a half so comparing it with la Llorona, we rated it a, that one a 66 so again these are kind yeah. of arbitrary ratings we just kind of wanted to put a little bit of a, a comparison scale um next to some of these I creatures. That was fun yeah just yeah you know, not, uh, nerds, so <laughs> we are nerds we like numbers yeah, uh, data analytics the- the scare factor and we did order these by scare factor so like you'll probably see on the most powerful it goes up and down as we go through the list so like our ranking from you know starting with bigfoot all the way through the end is going to be uh, based on the scare factor yeah, number exactly because you could have something that's like really scary like a jump scare that then once you get over that scare okay it's not actually going to hurt you that much but then there's other things that maybe don't really seem that scary but end up having just a lot of power if they were able to wield their mythological power so yeah you'll see that yeah. fluctuate like sam says Oh, uh, so I want you to introduce our next one in this list. Yes. Another one that I, I, I find to be very interesting and I loved reading about growing up. Yes. Stemming from the lands of Puerto Rico, we have the Chupacabra. 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 So the Chupacabra is this creature. Um, it actually is uh, uh, the Spanish pronunciation of Chupacabra, um, or, or translation, uh, translates as goat sucker. So... Uh, <laughs> It's yeah. a it's a legendary creature that uh, basically preys on livestock. So that's where it gets this goat sucker. It sucks the blood of goats, I guess. Um, it's kind of like a it's about the size of like a small bear. Um, it has like a kind of reptilian alien like face with a row of spines down its back. I kind of envision it as like a mini Godzilla. So think of like a four foot Godzilla. That's kind of what I envision when I think of. A chupacabra. With vampiric powers. Yeah, so, so this thing just jumps around and and terrorizes uh, livestock. And I, Do you know if this thing ever attacks humans or has uh, legends of that? Yeah, there's some stories of it that I've heard about. I, there's a couple interesting things about chupacabra. Is, uh, I was shocked when I was reading online. I expected it to be like an old thing. Apparently, it stems from just the 90s. At least that was some of the earlier stories I could find of it. It was like, the ni- like 1995. 
Oh, wow. Uh, which is makes it ridiculously, you know, a newer type of mythical beast. Because when I think of mythical beasts, I always think of like 16, 1700s. Um, so it's weird that this one's like in the 90s. Also, there's different iterations of this one, I guess, because it's so new. There isn't like a set... Um, like there's different physical descriptions for it, which is kind of funny that like, like you were saying, there's like the one where it's like a giant bipedal kind of creature that sucks blood and has like a reptilian head, right? Yeah. Uh, but one of the other like really popular ones is that it's like a, like a skinless, you know, mangy vampiric type dog. Like if you uh, see other things about it, uh, which is why my power ranking changed because you know, it's like, well, I guess based on which iteration it is, I would imagine one of those is a lot more powerful than the other. Uh, but it's kind of funny. I mean, you're like, so like a group of people are talking about Chubacabra, right? And they're like, hey, there's this, this dog. Uh, and everyone's like, yeah, this blood sucking dog's terrifying, you know, like, and then some dude shows, oh, yeah, Chubacabra, like the bipedal dude with the reptilian head. And, you know, everyone's <laughs> just looking at him like crazy, like, where did this guy, you know, where did he get this from? That was kind of how it was. I was like, where, where are these different interpretations of Shubacabra coming from? But uh, yeah, kind of interesting. Yeah, that might just be because it hasn't been around in mythological uh, discussions for very long. So yeah, yeah. This, one's, this one was hard to rank. Um, I think we kind of rated it pretty similar in Scare Factor to the the Bake Kujira. Um, just kind of like a high 60s, but also a, yeah, a lower power rating, something much closer to... Rating kind of the Connecticut Connie or the Black Dog. Yeah, low 60s on the power rating. As I guess Scare Factor got just shy of 70. Uh, I think the the Chubacabra, why we gave it close to 70 ranking is because is the, I mean, it, like, if you look at the concept of it, the fact that, like, it drains the blood so it looks like it's just, like, a skin, you know, like, basically a bag of skin, it's pretty gross. Like, it's pretty creepy. Uh, so, like, in, like, if you walked in on that happening, I, I would think that's pretty... Uh, that would mess you up. Yeah, that would be. <laughs> you know, to see that. So, yeah, I think there's some fear factor there for sure. So this one was uh, probably the most recent uh, in legendary yes. history. Uh, the next one we're about to talk about is something that's been talked about in folklore and fairy tales, probably the longest in history on our list. One of our, the longest for the last what six, seven hundred years. Yes, and I would actually argue this one is might be the most well-known on actually probably is the most well-known on the entire list uh, at least on the world like in terms of worldwide uh popularity is the werewolf uh so i think everybody knows the werewolf you know half human half wolf hybrid uh it either generally happens from a curse or being bitten by another werewolf that's generally how like a werewolf comes to be and uh i mean i think werewolves are super cool there's so many video games i've seen with like different and Per, uh, interpretations of them, like their size or their strength or their abilities. Uh, but what do you think about the werewolf, man? Yeah, I almost feel like like pop culture has kind of twisted the definition of werewolves. I mean, they they show up in kind of a lot of the vampire films. Um, they've shown up yeah. like the like the Twilight series had werewolves. Like there's there's been so many uh, pop culture references to werewolves. I almost feel like their scare factor has been diminished in my mind because they they're just so well known as like what their uh their their creature powers are it kind of takes the scariness out of it the unknown factor so that's kind of why i rated it a little bit lower even though i think this is a pretty powerful creature it's a half human half wolf hybrid that's cursed so that should be pretty powerful but i've 
actually rated it pretty low um kind of in the it's a really good 60s point. so i don't know what do you think i was actually uh i ranked it slightly higher than you did like our scare factor was the exact same at 70 and uh we were within five points of each other on the power ranking so this one came into uh kind of the mid to upper 60s um also another thing is it's so old it's been around so long i had a really hard time when i was researching the werewolf like exactly where it originated from but it looks seemed like it came out of the switzerland area or like what is now the switzerland area uh kind of estimated around the 1400s so i mean this is this one's been around for a hot minute (laughs) like so far this is the oldest one on our list at least from the research that we've done so far i do think it is regardless of where this creature comes from in um like which region of the world i do think it is interesting how prevalent mythological creatures are in kind of legendary folktale all across the world literally every single continent that is inhabited by humans consistently has like independent legends they they kind of pass down some scary stories it's almost like that's a universally kind of pushed cultural thing about hey there's some boogeyman underneath the bed like this is kind of told in all different cultures i think that's super interesting and it kind of something we uncovered these aren't all isolated to like western european countries they they're literally all over the place it's super interesting to me too. I I would love to. Uh, this would have been kind of a cool episode to like find some type of like super knowledgeable historian or something because some of these creatures on our list have been around for a very long time, like the werewolf, but like some of them really don't escape their region. Like uh, at least for me, I, I know you were probably the same. But when you research these, there's a lot of them I never heard of until I started researching them. Like they may be popular or well known in the country that they come from, uh, but like they're not worldwide known at least. Uh, like like the werewolf or, um, you know, other ones like that, like Dracula. So uh, it's kind of interesting. I'm like, I wonder what makes a monster, like the lore of it spread worldwide as opposed to really kind of just staying in its region. Kind of a cool thing to get into, but. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. Uh, you ready to introduce us on this next one, Harbob? Yeah, so this one, um, this is number eight on our list of 20 scary mythological creatures. This one... It's called the Wendigo. It is a Native American mythological creature that is a half-beast creature um, that uh, trans- is transformed from a human um, after the human resorts to cannibalism. Is, it, is that what you're tracking for this one? Because that's kind of how I interpreted this one. It's like as soon as somebody like commits cannibalism, then they turn into this like crazy creature, this malevolent spirit. Yeah, it seemed to be, uh, so I've, I've heard two renditions of this, that it's either like a haunted like monster spirit that is a cannibal, like that is, you know, based on greed and like gluttony, or it is a person who was in a position who's like really, you know, greedy, monstrous, and uh, over the course of doing this repeatedly, uh, turns into a Wendigo. So it kind of makes me think, yeah, I mean, it's like Hannibal Lecter might be like one more victim away from turning into this thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, but it's, uh, I actually really like this one. It's the first one on our list that comes from the, you know, Native American history. Uh, super, I think this one's super cool. I don't know why, but like werewolves and Wendigos have always been, and Bigfoot. Those those have been three that like I grew up with. Um, I really enjoy the lore behind them. Um super interesting so there was a movie that came out not like a masterpiece by any means but there was a movie recently called antlers 
that actually deals with this monster, which I thought was pretty cool. Oh, interesting. <clears throat> uh, which kind of brings me to a little side point I want to make. And this might... I don't know. I, don't, you, I, I want to hear your opinion on it. But the a lot of these monsters on the list, I think would absolutely be terrifying if brought to the big screen but I, there's so many of these monsters i'd never even heard of let alone have seen that there was a movie made for it um so i think there's like a, a huge uh reservoir of these like terrifying mythical creatures to pull from that could totally you know make debuts on the big oh screen oh my goodness yes i think it's insane how many creatures i'd never heard of or seen in film that would make terrifying kind of horror thriller movies yeah and i guess we should i mean maybe there's a chance uh there are like movies for these types of monsters like in those other countries because you know like being here in america like the our media and like hollywood and all that is like massive right like it's bigger than anywhere else in the world by a pretty large margin so like some of these other countries that really don't produce massive scale blockbusters like we do here may have movies for these types of monsters but right. uh, i would love to see some of these crossover and and get made um and get put you know put on the big screen here i I would i mean i know i would tune in for it so for sure yeah i think we put this one um on the scare and power rankings at 72 so yeah we uh we so far haven't had any any 80 or 90 scare or power rankings on our list so far it's all been hovering in kind of 60s 70s or below um the next one I did actually want to say one more point on the Wendigo here. Let's go. The Wendigo. 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 I've I've acted like I'm a huge fan, but I'm struggling to say it. Is what is Wendigo? Yeah. Wendigo. Yeah. I mean, like I said, we're probably butchering some of these, but the uh, I think what makes this one terrifying is also I had to be really careful in my search history because I was actually I realized halfway through researching I was using my work laptop and I had like had searched things like does the Wendigo kill his people before it eats them or does it eat them alive? You know, like, <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> so, like I, I stuff like that. I'm like, Oh, that uh, probably doesn't look great for me. Listeners. We're going to need that Patreon paycheck real soon or else <laughs> Sam's going to be on unemployment. Yeah. Unless maybe y'all can come see me under like a local bridge off the I 35 highway. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I just thought that was kind of, that was one thing that boosted, like I probably would have ranked it higher uh, or potentially lower, and so I put it in the middle because I don't know. Of course, the idea to me of having something try to eat me alive is is off. Like that's up there as far as one of the most horrifying things, in my opinion. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, I settled on a solid uh, seventy-five for at least me. For so, sure. Yeah, but uh, I'll uh, I'll go and introduce this next one. I think this one's super unique, uh, and there has been a lot of iterations of this one. There has been some pretty big movies for this one, uh, but is the uh, Dullahan. Uh, it's the Headless Rider. Uh, this version of it, or uh, it seems like the oldest known version of it, actually stems out of Ireland. Seems to be estimated around, uh, I guess, it comes it goes way back, but I guess around, I think. So this one's crazy. So I, I, I want to say it's the 1500s, right? But apparently it's based off, like, the lore or legend of the Dulan is based off something that's like 1500... Uh, like some type of god or something. I think it was Krom. I wish I had uh, verified this one first. But yeah, it, it's, it goes back like 1,500 years. So if you take the uh, legend of what this one's kind of based off of, it goes very, very far back. Hmm. Um, but yeah, this one's interesting too because he, 
I think what this one went super high for us on one of the most powerful ratings because he's a headless rider that uses a human spine as a whip. Just a, that's just like a terrifying like alpha play to do right there, you know. But what really makes him, I think, uh, boost him on the power ranking is that if he if he stops riding next to you and calls out your name, you die instantly. Wow. Yeah, I was like, that's a that's a pretty OP power right there. That is an OP power. That's also terrifying yeah. using a human spine as a whip. Oh my goodness! It is. Yeah, no, it's talk about. A I mean, I've never play. like. I don't really have. Um, I don't really have like a basis to go off of for like what it would be like to get hit with the human spine. <laughs> At least not like in my personal. Like I don't have any personal experiences on that. But it doesn't seem like it would be a. a great experience yeah that this one i think we we both rated this one this one's actually tied for the highest uh power rating out of all of our monsters at 86.5 there's another one we'll talk about down the road that has a similar power rating i think the reason why this one's rated so high is just because all he has to do is call out your name and you die and he can ride on a horse and just ride up next to you it's that's pretty crazy yeah, and even though like we didn't do like a, a, a mythical monster smackdown, when I was ranking some of these, like when I was trying to decide which one I wanted to go higher on, I definitely did that in my head. I was like, okay, so these two monsters are really close. I have them, they meet. I get to set them up in an arena, right? And have them duke it out, like which one comes out on top. And that's why I think the Dulahan got so high, because I was like, uh, and maybe this is broken. Uh, maybe this wouldn't work, but I got to think for some of these monsters, if he knows the name of it he could probably apply his same power you know just instantly killing it but that's uh that has been uh neither confirmed on the internet yet i've not been able to confirm that interesting that's pretty crazy uh you want to you want to introduce this next one for us bb yes so this one <laughs> I, was, I was a little i did definitely judge you for putting this one on the list by the way but yeah go ahead and <laughs> so this one <laughs> go for it talk about moving up in the scare factor bit by bit <laughs> i'm about to introduce to you listeners uh and also cover your ears if you're if you're uh, a little bit squeamish if, if you have kids in the car <laughs> under the age of 14 i would uh, make sure maybe to skip past this next few minutes yes so these are the the mythical creatures i'm about to describe come from the uh area of reno nevada in usa and these are the haunted <laughs> water babies of pyramid lake so Pyramid Lake is a, uh, it's actually a pretty deep lake. It gets down to like 900 feet deep. It's in the Reno, Nevada area. And this uh, kind of stems from a Native American um, tribe. The, I think it's the Paiute tribe. Um, I think that's how you pronounce it. But basically these tribe members would discard uh, deformed or premature babies into Pyramid Lake. And so legend has it that the angry baby spirits have haunted the lake ever since. So these water babies can do pretty pretty drastic damage so there's there's some kind of interesting reports that have come out of this so basically uh there's reports that um like the weather on the lake changes pretty drastically without any rhyme or reason and that's due to the haunted water babies the haunted water babies the haunted water babies. weather yes that's so a pretty good power also there's like some some mysteries wrapped up in this where there's been bodies that have disappeared at Pyramid Lake and mysteriously resurfaced in Lake Tahoe over 60 miles away and vice versa. So 
the weird thing is that there's no like connecting water outlet um, from Pyramid Lake uh, to Lake Tahoe. So there's like wondering if there's underground tunnels connecting two rivers, but a lot of these um, these legends say that the water babies are just killing these people and transporting them up to different lakes. Pretty crazy stuff. So if you think wow. that uh, the Dullahan is pretty powerful because he has to call out your name and you die instantly, apparently all you have to do is lay eyes on the water babies and you're dead. So That's that's crazy because even the uh, Bakekujira, like, he doesn't kill you. He just brings you a ton of misfortune that I guess could potentially kill you. But, like, yeah, just dying from seeing a water baby. Uh, this one was a tough one to rank, too, if I'm getting into... Uh, I mean, you're probably going to laugh when I say this, but I was kind of thinking, I'm like, okay, yeah, like a solo water baby may not carry a ton of strength, but man, this is going to get pretty dark. But uh, when I looked up the region of origin for these, <laughs> it was between the 16 and 1800s. So I was like, does that mean that they were doing this for 200 years? Because that's like a lot of babies. Yeah. Uh, and so I was thinking like, hey, like maybe, yeah, one baby, probably not going to be a problem, but it, it's like <laughs> The Walking Dead, right? Like if one zombie shows up, you headshot it, it's no, it's yeah. not a big deal. Like, but what about a thousand? I've never been scared. What about Exactly. But when it's a, what if it looks like something out of uh, World War Z, right? They're just flooding the streets, thousands of them. Like that's horrifying. So th there's an argument to me today that the, the Nevada water babies could be, I mean, like S tier, top of the line mythical monsters as far as their power. Yeah. So when I rank these, I kind of had to rank it as like a, a solo or maybe a small squad. Uh, so that's why I gave it a, I gave it a scare factor of like a 79. I I, I think we were in the about 78. It was our average, Dude, uh, I, which is pretty darn high for I scare factor. Like, yeah. I mean, uh, I think these. These babies, they say they uh, you can hear crying or screaming like from a baby, and that's what kind of lures you in. I just think that is extremely terrifying. I don't want any part it of that. Is. I don't know if I ever want no, to. No, I don't want any part of that. So uh, no, it's uh, who? Gosh, haunted that'd babies. be also. You think? <laughs> I don't know. It seems like I don't know how far. Uh, I'm not great with my Nevada geography, but I wonder how far Reno is from like Vegas because it seems like is. Seems like that could be a really great thing for them to lure into for like the Vegas Strip during Halloween. Just like put a bunch of like terrifying animatronic babies going all over the Strip. You that know? would be that would be very scary. Yeah, <laughs> Reno's actually pretty far. It's like a seven-hour drive from Las yeah. Vegas, but I yeah. mean it's in the same uh, <laughs> in the same state. That could be a lot of fun. Could be a lot of fun. Are you going to get any water babies for your Halloween party this weekend, Sam? I do have a demon baby that's inside. Oh, dude. Um, that's awesome. You remember that one, right? Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the demon baby. I don't know if I have. So, kind of funny story. He has, like, a screw slot where you can mount him, like, horizontally on the wall. So, it looks like he's crawling on the wall or the ceiling. Oh, good God. My wife just had me set him on top of some shelves this year because I guess um, when you put him where it looks like he's, like, defying gravity and crawling along the wall it's pretty it is pretty horrifying like when you get up in the night for like some water or whatever it's very unsettling uh honestly my experience with that is probably why i gave such a high ranking to the nevada water babies i'm like man if this one toy can do that to me imagine being like in a massive lake and just thousands of water babies just swimming around you yeah but uh yeah oh this goodness. was <laughs> I'm actually legit glad you put this one on the list. It, I cracked up at first, which was, um, feel free to judge me for that. I know it's kind of a dark story, but <laughs> I think the name's kind of funny, Nevada's Water Babies. Yeah, I just think it's funny, yeah, because we have these all these terrifying sounding names of 
of like strong creatures and all of a sudden haunted water babies <laughs> it's like it seems like it could be like a nevada like woman's swimsuit line the nevada water babes <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. Uh. oh man all right what do we got next sam we're in the second half of this uh crazy creature marathon yeah so this is one i'm going to absolutely butcher um Nakalavi. Nakalavi. Um, Say it again. Nakalavi. Oh, bless you. Nakalavi. Thank you, sweet cheeks. So, this is a skinned human horse hybrid. And apparently, it's not really like a human and horse hybrid, but like that's what it's meant to look like. It's like this demonic creature that when you look at it, it looks like a skinned, like, combination of a, you know, half person on a horse, like riding a horse. Uh, well, the reason I put this one on here is in addition to how creepy it looks and just how scary it'd be to see something like this, it also has a, I would consider, a pretty high power set. It uh, When it breathes, it's thought to wilt crops, sicken livestock, and just basically, in general, its breath brings, like, decay and pestilence. So, like, disease. So, that, I mean, that's just terrifying. Like, it's walking through... Um, a busy restaurant. I mean, this thing is basically like COVID. You know, he's like walking through and it could just infect a whole street by just yeah. walking around breathing, you know. Uh, pretty terrifying. So, yeah, I, I gave this one a pretty high scare factor. Yeah. I think me and you were close to the same page. We came in right about a 78. Uh, just yeah. above the Nevada I, um, babies. Yeah, I think we we're did. I actually rated this one a pretty high power factor because of kind of the, kind of you similar did. to uh, the Bake Kujira ability to attack like an entire um, like crop line or or fishing um, fishing crop, Th- this like creature can attack like cause epidemics, cause droughts. You know, it's it can affect a lot of things and a lot of people. It could. The only reason I should give it a little bit of a like lower ranking um, or pretty good low ranking than you or lower than some of these other ones. Uh, even before, like, or that were earlier on this list, is that it's like unlike the well where you just see it. This thing has to be able to go through a, like a busy area and breathe. And I, I couldn't really find anything that was mm. like, oh yeah, it can't be killed with a bullet, you know? <laughs> like, uh, and it, maybe there is something out there. It's like, yeah, it's immortal or something. But it's like, you know, if I saw it entering the city limits, it's like, well, someone just hit it with a car, <laughs> just stop it from doing its thing. But mm. uh, yeah, that's where we're at with that one. Uh, we did. You gave this one an eighty-five, dude. That's actually you do realize that's your highest not, ranking. Not quite. I have power, I have one that's wise uh, so one far, that's right? higher than that, and then oh yeah, so far. Oh, like I mean, at least for yeah. so far. I gave the Dulahan an eighty-four, yeah. so this one's uh, just above that. Man, yeah, uh, that's a it's a good argument though, because yeah, Dulahan can only call out one name at a time, and I doubt he can really yeah. take out whole crowds with the whips. So the spine whip so i gotta think uh yeah i could definitely see why you've oh for sure higher ranking so the next one we're talking about uh stems from nicaragua um this creature is known as la segua so this one is scary because first off she's a shapeshifter so um you won't know who she is because she can change her appearance but usually she takes the form of an attractive long-haired woman and her um, typical operating status is that she uh, seduces uh, drunken and unfaithful men before revealing the fact that her true face is a horse skull 
So, uh, upon revealing her true face, being a horse skull, she speaks words to men that are so horrific that the victim goes insane instantaneously. So, if this isn't a uh, warning that you should never... Uh, <laughs> this one is terrifying. ...get drunk or be unfaithful, I think this one is, uh, is the, the best... <laughs> the best warning call for that because holy moly talk about a scary situation i think most people would agree that um it probably would be preferable to die than have someone say something to you so horrific that you literally just well, and right after they transform like, their face into a, horse a terrifying skull. power i'm looking at pictures of this it's terrifying yeah that's that's the icing on top it's very creepy. That was the one thing. I wish we could share more pictures of some of these because some of them are, uh, even before you read their powers or anything about them, like just the imagery for them is uh, oh, yeah. pretty nightmare-inducing. So I'm going to tell you why I gave this one a 75 on the scare factor is because it seems like two things, the only two things you have to do is avoid getting drunk and avoid That's being unfaithful. Um and if you are able to not be like a douchebag, essentially, yeah, a you point. should be okay. <laughs> you know, like. Wait, so uh, are you saying Sam, so I was this like, is you know, a I don't really be drunk. vigilante anti-hero that's kind of going after the bad parts of the society, the the dregs of society? So maybe La Segua is actually <laughs> a hero. <laughs> La Segua, the hero. What's well, well, this is some people are going to argue with that. Well, are we saying that drunken people deserve to <laughs> yeah, probably die not. and go insane? <laughs> Is that what we're going with here? Uh, do you think, though, that the... Uh, so it talks about the unfaithful part. Is it really uh, just going after drunken... So it says, like, a woman who seduces drunken and unfaithful men. So it's like, is it... Yeah, I think... Do they have to so I think it just kind of... It's, it's like, a, like it, leading uh, that kind of reckless party lifestyle. So the origins of this legend uh, come from this young lady who is known for her recklessness and indulged her life in a parties. And her mother saw what she did and tried to stop her. Um, but before the young lady could slap her mother, a repulsive arm held back the punch of this daughter, cursing her to become the repulsive specter that she is today. So that's kind of the origin story of La Segua, where she kind of was just this party person and now she has to return to that. She's cursed to return to that scene and um, attack uh, men with her charm and then obviously kill them in a gruesome manner or make them go insane. Do you... So maybe, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, this was La Segua, because I know it, yeah. when I write about it, it was like, the estimated lore legend for this one was around oh, the early 1500s. And I think it had something to do with the Spanish landing in South America, like the Spaniards, and interacting with Native Americans. So, like, I think the lore probably came from, you know, all these guys that just sailed across the ocean, and it was, like, their way of not interacting with the natives as much. Because I want to say La Segua is... Uh, I thought... It, I could be wrong on this. Yeah, but I thought no, she is. was... Uh, represented and, uh, as it's like also a um, native woman noted that um, La Segua is and it was like a one of the few spirits the that is known for both being feared but also respected so it's almost like like she is kind of like working a good cause so that is kind of interesting that it showed up right when the Spaniards um, were making their move across the Atlantic that is really fascinating yeah. I didn't I didn't catch that 
Yeah, yeah. No, I think, uh, like I said, uh, uh, there was so much information, and this podcast would have been like five-hour episode oh, yeah. if we had tried to dive into all the specifics, but I just remember reading that and thinking, like, this is a pretty interesting point. <laughs> uh I want to introduce the next one because it scares the Bubak. hell out of me, dude. Bubak. <laughs> uh, Bubak. Uh, hopefully some people that know how to pronounce these are going to get a crack out of this. We're not trying to be stupid. I am legit giving, like, going all out, putting my heart into trying to pronounce these correctly. But it is kind of fun to just give it your best go, especially with these coming from all these different regions. But this one straight horrifying it's a scarecrow looking monster with like a long oh skeleton goodness. spine and it has Absolutely the ability terrifying. to cry just like a newborn baby to lord's victims to its deaths uh that's dude like i don't know to me of a lot of the ones on this list this one would be a horrifying terrifying. Uh, this could be a really terrifying like movie this would be a really scary one to bring to the big screen like just the because you know what i'm saying like even if it's not your kid if you hear like what you feel like is a newborn crying like you're probably going to walk around the corner right like if i'm going oh, around the sure. corner i hear what oh, sounds like sure. a baby crying from an alley or something it's like oh yeah i should probably go check that out and i don't know like this one is yeah it's, it's so yeah this one legitimately the power or the way it lures its victims i i think this there's an argument to be made that this one have the might have the most terrifying method for getting its victims I think you're right. I think this one is a uh, absolutely terrifying one. I think, yeah, Ugh, man. The good thing yeah. is, though, on the power scale, that it is well. So, does, can the monster move, or is it actually just a scarecrow? Uh, so said scarecrow. So it made me think that it was mostly in place, but I've also I didn't see anything that said that it was like stuck in place. Gotcha. So yeah. that's a good. That's a good. I interpreted that it was a scarecrow-looking monster, so it, it could move, which is why I gave it a pretty high power yeah. rating as well, because not only is it terrifying, and not only does it have a pretty good way to lure its victims to their deaths, but it can move and potentially plant itself and catch lots of people. Horrifying. So think about you you this creature goes and camps out like an alley off of like 6th Street in Austin. I mean, it could kill, seriously, like, I mean, dozens and dozens of people in a single night. Well, I mean, that um, is... Uh, Unless La Segua is partying on Sixth Street and beats them to it, so that's yeah, La Segua. I mean, we have these two. Like, like seriously, this was also really interesting about this one. La Segua and Bubak, uh, we had extremely close in both scare factor and power, like as far as the actual numbers. Yeah, and they're basically the exact same scare factor and exact same power ranking. That is interesting. Uh, they're almost interchangeable. So yeah, I think I could. There's arguments for both of these for sure. But, uh, oh my goodness. All right, the next one we're going to talk about, uh, and I'm also going to butcher this one. Uh, oh, hey, you got to... I'm sorry, let me... I, I just realized we... Uh, sorry, you know oh I'm, I'm a nerd for the facts. I'm a nerd for the facts. I'm sorry, Harbob. Oh, my god. We never said for the number 11, the, the uh, Nuke Levy. Yes. Just forgot to mention. This is the skinned human-horse hybrid. Yes. So this one, uh, of course, had kind of like a demonic presence to it, or it is considered a demon. It is, uh, was, I actually want to ask you, I'm sorry. It said Orc, it was established the 1600s in Orkney, which sound like was like a set of islands. It, it was, do you know where the, that's like off the UK or something, right? I don't know. Yeah, that's, that is okay. interesting. I was, sure. I was legitimately curious because I, I, I should have looked that up more, but I was like, where are those islands located? Because uh, I've never actually even heard of them, but, uh, sounds like they're off of England or, um, yeah, somewhere 
off of the Europe continent. Yeah, it looks like it's an archipelago, which is a collection of islands in Scotland. So Scotland, interesting. Yeah. And then uh, La Segua was, you know, like you said, Nicaragua, estimated early 1500s. Mm-hmm. And then the Bubak is out of, this is the first one actually in Africa. Oh, interesting. Uh, Cizek. Yeah, the Cizek Republic, I guess, or, you know, before it was that. But there are some estimations that date it going back as early as the 1400s. Wait, did you, did you mean the Czech Republic? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's actually Czech in Europe. Republic. That's not, that's not in Africa. That's really embarrassing. Yeah. Wait. I was I was what hoping I to like I cover for you a little bit there, but like, no, I not only did you mispronounce good, it, but you you put it I on mispronounced a different it continent. And, uh, I know better than that too. Yeah, the Czech Republic, but it was before it was the Czech Republic. Yeah. So yeah, yeah and that's Czech. the one that's in Europe. Yeah. Yeah. So it's an old, uh, yeah, old one, fourteen hundreds. Yeah. So, sorry, I wanted to call that out because that's uh, one of the other oldest ones we've talked about, uh, which is pretty terrifying that somebody came up with that. But yeah, go ahead and go to this next one, because this next one is super interesting to me. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I want to hear how you pronounce this. Oh, man. Here we go. So this one is our second um, Japanese mythological creature. This one is the Roku Rokubi. Roku Rokubi. This is yeah. a um, collection of creatures that look normal, like normal women by day. But by night, while their bodies sleep, their necks stretch out to an incredible length and roam around freely with their heads and their primary purpose at night is to drink other people's blood and sometimes eat humans so sweet dreams because that is absolutely terrifying um yes yeah think about that man your body goes to sleep or these women's bodies go to sleep and then their necks just elongate and then sneak out the front door across town and just start eating people or drinking their blood. How terrifying of an image is that? Yes. Yeah, so uh, this the imagery on this one is absolutely terrifying. Uh, you gave this one a lot higher scare factor than me, so our average went to like an 81 mm. for scare factor and 69 for powerful. Uh, we were right in line with each other as far as like how, we, how powerful we considered it. Yeah, I think it's not the terribly reason powerful. I, yeah, I think the reason I reduced the scare factor a little bit on this one is because uh, when I think of modern day society, I just have a hard time imagining the neck being able to get from like a really far destination without being like run over by a car or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel yes. like that could be the comic relief in the horror movie. <laughs> yeah, like it's about to kill this family and then all of a sudden like, you know, some suburban just runs over it. <laughs> or like but, the, the the darker version of that is that it's like, it's like attacking victim A, but victim B just happens to be walking across the street and gets clotheslined with a neck-to-neck contact just <laughs> walking down the street. I, I rated this one pretty high on uh, Scare Factor because I'm just like, if I ever saw this, like, it would be absolutely terrifying. It would be, like, earth-shattering. I wouldn't be able to comprehend a head on a massive neck just snaking around and trying to attack people. I feel like my no, entire idea of what reality is would just be shattered seeing the some of these are so terrifying to me that they like the creature itself could probably do what la segua does as far Mm. as like making you go insane oh yeah like i feel like some of these would just mentally break you just seeing them like doing their thing (laughs) yeah it's terrifying stuff absolutely terrifying yeah but this one comes uh this is 
Is this our first one we've ranked out of Japan so far? No, so we did um, a Japanese one. Oh, sorry, yeah. With Bake Bake Kujira. Kujira. Yeah, so this is yeah. the second one out of Japan. Uh, and I know this one, I think, dates back to, it's like estimated the 16 to 1700s, okay. somewhere in that time frame. Again, really hard to find um, exact timelines for when some of these legends started, but uh, that's the estimate for this one. And you made a really good point. Like, you're going to see a lot more of these Asian ones in, like, the last quarter of this episode because uh, <laughs> they yeah. create some terrifying creatures. Yeah, four of our last six ones are uh, from Asia. So, speaking of which, yeah. we're moving on to... This is our, our first one that had both a power rating and a scare factor above 80. What is it, Sam? Yes. Uh, a goal. So another super well-known one. Uh, and there's been, I know, several anime shows and stuff made on this. Uh, I feel like this one's really well-known. A lot of different iterations. Uh, it's made it onto a lot of like supernatural TV shows, including the TV show, show Supernatural. Uh, but this is a shape-shifting demon that takes the form of the corpse that has most recently eaten. Uh, the reason I gave this one, Harlan, such a high scare factor is I think the the mental scarring that would occur from having a family member, like someone you recognize and know come home, but it's not actually them. Wholeheartedly agree. And this one could probably move, uh, like I think this one has such scare factor and such damage and power because like, let's say, God forbid a ghoul got you, Sam, you could return home and Connie wouldn't even know that you were a ghoul. She'd have to unleash her, her river sea serpent Connecticut Connie powers in order to fight you. Like how <laughs> that'd be terrifying to, ter- terrifying to do. Yeah, it is. So this one is, uh, out of Arabia, um, or at least that's like the estimated location of where it was at. It's kind of interesting. It was first referenced in English literature in 1786, but of course people think it predates that, uh, but it was really hard to figure out kind of exactly when it became a legend at mm. that point. But yeah, this one, oh my gosh, like you said, there's so many situations I'm like, this would be horrifying. So I'm kind of wondering though, like, I got to think, it says corpse. So I think there's two versions of goals you can think about. There's goals that literally just eat dead people they find. Yeah. So like they may not, honestly, there's like, that takes a lot of the um, insidiousness, insidiousness out of them. But then there's the ones that like could potentially actively hunt people and eat them, and I think that is a that's that's the one I thought of that when I rank the scare factor. Dang, yeah. So, yeah. Also, they could become mad. Like I don't know how intelligent they are or how well they can, like, because like I said, there's so many different versions of it. But I even read versions of goals where like the lore states that when they eat someone, they get, uh, they like get some of their memories, like, uh, you know character traits things like that so like when they eat somebody like they can legit kind of impersonate them you know which mm. is like you know what I'm saying like it, it could make them that's why i think we have their power rating so high too because yeah. they could do a lot of damage um if they were able to impersonate some high-powered people dude that would be crazy you could topple governments by like impersonating some of the top uh yeah. people so can it yeah, because you, but you'd have to kill the corp. You'd have to kill the person in uh, in order to take the form of that corpse, right? Or could it sh- could it uh, shapeshift to someone who's alive? 
from my understanding, it only took on the form of what it it ate. Okay, so, so hopefully yeah, the Secret Service think... can protect the president from a ghoul attacking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, I think this one's uh, super scary. Uh, we were definitely both like on the exact like in the exact same mindset when we ranked the scare factor on this one. Yeah. Okay, so number sixteen out of twenty, we're going back to Japan with the Gasha Dokuro. Gasha Dokuro. So this one, um, the Gasha Dokuro translates literally to starving skeleton. Um, this yes. is a gigantic skeleton that's about ten meters tall, so thirty feet tall, that is formed. Get this, Sam. It's formed by the amassed bones of people who died of starvation. They bite off the heads of the travelers and drink the spraying blood. Holy moly. I never want this to see a gosh. This one's just metal as hell. Yeah, Dude, it's it just is. horrifying. Also, this one I believe with potentially, like I said, it's a little bit gray area with the Dulahan as far as what it's based off of and when the actual like translation of Dulahan came out. But if you take that one out of the running... This is the oldest creature on this list. Apparently, it is estimated like way back to the 10th century in Japan. Yes, yeah, so it's an, it's an old creature. It's a powerful creature. A couple of the powers we didn't really talk about, but when I researched it, um, so the Gashadukuro wanders around at night, um, in the middle of the night around 2 a.m., and attacks and eats humans when it sees them. So if you're ever in the region where the Gashadukuro um, is thought to be, don't be outside in the middle of the night. Please, please, please. But. The interesting thing about the Gashu Dakuro on the power scale is that it also is said to possess the powers of invisibility and indestructibility, since it is composed of the bones of people who are already deceased. So how do you fight a 30-foot-tall creature who is trying to kill you, but they can go invisible, and they're also indestructible? Like, this is—they are, like, massively overpowered. It's insane. So, uh, just to let you know, I'm going to have to change my rating on this oh, over shoot. the fact that, uh, well, just because I didn't know it could go invisible. I knew about the indestructible part, but my reasoning for lowering its power was like, it, it's like a 30, right? Like a, probably like a 30 foot skeleton if you convert from meters or even more than that, if you convert from like meters to feet. And so my idea was like, yeah, you'd probably have a pretty good indication of when it's coming. Yeah. And you would be able to hide or, like, you know, go in a basement or so, cellar or go somewhere it wouldn't be able to get you. But if it can be invisible... It can. But also... <laughs> that takes all of that out. But taking, um, like, a little bit of a hit against it, there are certain charms that are known to uh, ward them off. So even though you may not oh, be yes, able to defeat them, you may be able to, yeah. uh, char- like, uh, ward them off with these charms. So, yeah, so are you going to change your power rating, Sam? Yeah, go ahead and move me up to like a 78. Yeah, 78. So you put it 73 first, now 78. So um, you think the scare factor is still um, 81? Uh, I'm going to have to change that too because it could be invisible. Like, I mean, the the actual th- concept of this thing is horrifying. Yeah. I put like it at a scare factor of 88, um, almost hitting that. So if I change my scare factor, though, it might change the ranking. Which here. is why I kind of want to. I kind of want to know because we might need to move it up. Because right now it is. Uh, it, this we're in our top five. These are the top five scariest creatures. So we might actually move this into the top three, depending on what you say as far as scare factor. This one, 
I would almost rather be a victim than watch this thing kill a victim. I mean, biting off the heads of travelers and then drinking, like, so it probably spits out the head and then just drinks the blood. Yeah. Yeah, put, put me at 86 on this one. Okay, 86. For scare factor. <laughs> okay, so that actually moves it from um, the number five to the number three. You're, we're in the top three. It didn't quite make the, the one or two list, but the Gasha de Kuro now um, yeah. has moved up two slots. So... Talk about uh, scaring us into giving it more respect. So, man. Wow. Got to do it. All right, Sam. Whew, this next one. Walk me through it. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. So this <laughs> next one is uh, Mayor. And Harlan, if you recall, so Harbob, my sweet Harbob, and I did do some of our research was offline. And then there was at one point where me and him did some of this together online. And I think you remember my holy moly uh, <laughs> when I read the intro to this one and was like, this one's going on the list. Yeah. And <laughs> I think we'll both agree the power rating for this one is actually very low. Yeah. But the scare factor is not be <laughs> underestimated. <laughs> this is uh, one out of like a German Scandinavia kind of or that area of the country but it co- it's estimated back to the 1300s and mayor um is a malicious entity uh, it's considered like a the demon or a dark entity of some type that is from like a Ger- uh, germanic or slavic folklore and what it does is it enters your home and it comes it basically stands on your chest or sits on your chest and induces horrifying nightmares um, the reason I put this one so high is cause just, I got chills. Like when I thought about like, okay, like you, if you've ever had a really intense nightmare and you wake up and your heart's racing, yeah, I feel like it would give me a heart attack to wake up out of a nightmare, like a horrifyingly yeah. induced nightmare and seeing a demon just sitting on my chest. Oh my gracious. Like, yeah. Holding me down like that. It's just, there's something so unsettling about this one. Oh, 100%. I, I know question sam have you ever have you ever had a dream where you felt like pressure in your chest or like suffocation or anything because i have it's been like once or twice where it's like i felt like i was suffocating something was pushing on my chest and luckily i woke up and i did not see the mayor but it still is really terrifying i think even more terrifying than like uh like the dreams we have where you're falling to your death or something like that like yeah and uh there was one iteration of this i read that it can sense your fears yeah. and it induces those in your nightmares like when we're talking about like oh terrifying nightmares we're talking about like some of the the things that some people consider to be like their worst nightmares or the thing that would bring them the most terror in their sleep mm. it's able to do that and that's just oh it's just it's a horrifying one of course and it doesn't seem like it kills people though it just it like it relishes in bringing fear and terror Man. So on from a power scale, I gave it a super low power rating. It's yeah. not like it's going around slaughtering people, but um, from a scare factor, hell yes. Well, talk about, <laughs> you mentioned uh, some of these could induce insanity just by the sight of them. I think this one could make someone kind of go a little bit crazy. So Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh, absolutely. So I gave yeah, it a little I've bit higher power rating, that I'm like, but yeah. Whew. I think you would agree, too, right before we move on from this one. There are nightmares I think you've had, I think most people have had, where you wake up and it's it was a bad enough nightmare where it impacts your morning or even most of your day. Oh, like yeah. It just brings a cloud over your day. Oh, yeah. 
And to think that this thing could bring on nightmares 10 times that, and mm. then on, in addition, you wake up and see a demon sitting on you. Like, I just don't see how it doesn't mentally change you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, terrifying, terrifying one. So the mayor is worthy of being in the top four. Oh my gosh. Five. Yeah. So the, the mayor was our top, our number five on our five. So we're rating these all by scariest creatures or what Sam and I think are the scariest mythological creatures yeah. in history. So the mayor, uh, Sam described as number five. So I'm going to move on to number four. Um, we already talked a little bit about Gasha Dakura, which is number three. Um, we'd moved it up to number three. So number four also hails from Japan, like Gasha Dakuro. It is the Jorogumo. <laughs> Jorogumo. Yeah, so Jorogumo is not a, a giant skeleton, a mass of bones of people, but it is a 400-year-old spider that can do this. Sam, get this. It can change its appearance into that of a beautiful woman. She seduces young men, wraps them up in her webs, and eats them. Um, this one's scary. It's kind of similar um, like themes to La Segua, where it's a shapeshifter that can kind of take on the form of an attractive woman and then seduct men and then eat them. But some of the like artist renditions of the Jorogumo are just straight up terrifying. It's scary. Yeah, so I agree with you that they're also the idea of getting wrapped up in a web and being alive while you're being slowly eaten oh my gosh that was like uh what was that that was why i ranked it so high that wasn't was it it wasn't two towers was it two towers or return of the king where frodo gets wrapped up by the uh the giant spider oh shoot which one was that i can't remember but i know what you're talking about that that was scary yeah that was really scary yeah, it was horrifying, and that they didn't even get to show him getting eaten. <laughs> you know, like uh, this one, I think. Uh, so it was Japan estimated to be around the 1700s, like you said. This, how big do you think the spider is? Because it says a 400 year old giant spider. Yeah, but, uh, I don't know. The funny thing is too. What... So like there, there, there are varieties with this one as well. Some people say that yeah. this creature is a ghost or a goblin that shapeshifts into the beautiful woman. So. Um, so hmm. some people say it's a spider. Some people say it's a ghost or goblin, but all of them say that the figure that we see before our demise is, is that of a beautiful woman. So, um, you, I'm really curious in the psychology on this, but there were so many of these, even on our list and so many that didn't make the list that, their go-to disguise to lure people is being a beautiful woman. Yeah. Like, that was, like, one of the core things a lot of these monsters do, which I found, you know, they're kind of hilarious, but really interesting, I guess, to the times as well. Yeah, I mean, it's, so. it's crazy. So another power factor that uh, Jorogumo has, if she is the uh, spider woman, apparently she can manipulate small fire-breathing sp- uh, spiders. So not only is she a spider woman... Um, not the uh, the Marvel version, but uh, a much more sinister version. She can manipulate these small spiders that breathe fire. Like this is just terrifying. Oh my gracious! It's yeah. This is uh, this one hundred percent deserves to be in the top five. Of course, we have it as number four. Yes. So. Cool. So uh, then, at this point, we you know, like I said, we move Gasha Dukoro to number three. So our next oh, two, our two are number two and number one. Uh, <laughs> I guess I'm introducing this next one. Uh, 
Sam, get ready for this uh, one. I'm going to butcher this. Yeah, get ready, listeners. Itan momen. Itan momen. <laughs> so you're going to wonder what this is. This is another one out of Japan. Um, you're going you're, you're gonna to totally misjudge the description here. But when you start to see some of the use cases or some of the ways this thing can kill, it starts to check out why we have it so high. Yeah. So this is a sentient roll of cotton <laughs> that smothers people until they <laughs> suffocate. <laughs> so, uh, so Sam, Sometimes, fun, funny story about this. I, I was going to rate this a pretty low scare factor, but then the more I thought about it, like the scarier this one got. So bear with those yes. listeners. <laughs> so we both, so Harlan and I were both like joking. So we both logged into the forum. We had both given this one a really high rating and we're like, oh yeah, this will be our funny one. But then we got to thinking. And we were awakened to how terrifying Eton Momen really is. So think of everything you own, how all your clothes, when you go to Walmart, Target, any of the clothing stores, how much stuff is just pillows, anything. Blankets are made out of cotton. You would never have a day in your life that you feel safe. Eton Momen could disguise himself as any of these items. He also just terrifies me that he... Um, kills you by suffocating you so oh gosh. i don't know why i had this this vision and i think in a horror movie it would probably draw some laughs but yeah. let's say it's a horror movie right someone's getting smothered by their 100 percent cotton pillow and it's from the person's perspective they're trying to wave their hands around to push the person off that's smothering them yeah and then the camera pans around from the top oh my god you see the pillow suffocating them but there's no person there oh my gosh that's eton bowman listeners that is Itomo men dude and also i know we haven't really talked about this um about like recent sightings or any like potential sightings of these creatures um i know like bigfoot and sasquatch kind of perennially have potential sightings the Itomo men actually has a lot of recent sightings of eyewitness reports of flying cloth shaped objects thought to be the Itomo men now granted this just <laughs> could be like flyaway underwear from a uh, outdoor clothesline, but it also may be the Itemo men. That's what makes them so terrifying is anytime you see like a piece of cloth or a, a blanket or a piece of clothing flying in the wind, is it Itemo men? Is it? <laughs> hide your children, hide your wives. Don't look at your closet <laughs> the same way ever yeah. again. <laughs> and whatever you do, don't open that door. <laughs> <laughs> I love this one with the trailer. Oh man, I love this one because yeah, it's simultaneously hilarious and terrifying. And I, I, I really would love to see a movie made about Eton Moment. It would be awesome. I yeah, it'd be interesting to see. I don't think uh, I couldn't actually find when this one came to be. I, I know it comes out of Japan, but as far as the estimate time, it was it was a mystery. So Eton Moment may predate human civilization. Um, you know, I could see like uh, I think that'd be a great opening scene. Like you, it's like the first man walking around. He finds a cotton field. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the next scene is him laying there, suffocated, dead. It's like the opening credits roll with the title "Eton Men." <laughs> <laughs> you know what this makes me think of? So, uh, quick aside. Um, so Sam and I, when we were growing up, we would sometimes get uh, 
um, entertainment by watching some of these really horribly edited B movies. Like you can think of like <laughs> Sharknado or some of these crazy sci-fi films uh, because yes. they just they end up being so bad they just end up being funny. This makes me think of this movie. Uh, I'm not going to say it's a good movie, but it was an, an interesting movie from a, a terrible production standpoint. Um, it's called Rubber. It's about a homicidal car tire that just oh, discovers yes, that it has destructive powers and then it like sets its sights on this desert town. So I'm thinking about the Eton Momen being kind of similar to this, where it's just like I an inanimate object. Totally and it could be like yeah. both a terrifying movie, but also like a pretty hilarious kind of B sci-fi channel movie. Oh man. Also, Harlan, we should note this. I know we talked about how like, or at least for me, some of our rankings came from uh, like pitting some of these monsters or these mythical beasts against each other. Right? Oh yeah. So Eton Momen would I feel like basically be able to take any one of these creatures on this list that requires oxygen to live. Oh my gosh. Uh, would be iced by Eton Momen. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> he just would and I know it sounds like we're joking around, but like seriously, it's it's you can try to tear it up, it's not gonna kill it. That's something else I read is like you can't kill it by just like cutting it with scissors or something, you know. So like if you're a werewolf or a windigo or a chubacabra, that's um So fine, theoretically you know, if, like the the Jorogumu we just talked about could be taken down by the sentient roll of cotton Eton Momen. Assuming it needs oxygen, yeah. I, that's, I mean, that's my uh, take on it, yeah, you know? Yeah, that is pretty crazy. Holy moly. Yeah. That That is pretty widespread power. Yeah, I mean, actually, I might have to raise my power rating on that because uh, of of how much it can actually... Yeah, I know you had the kind of dual power rating. Um, th- that was my dual power. I was like, okay, realistically, probably give like a 35 super yeah. low power rating, but... If we're talking about like its ability to kill some of these other really powerful creatures, like if you were able to bribe Itan Momen to hunt, basically become like a monster hunter, I think you could make a justification for it getting into the 80s on the power level. Because I mean, I think half of these other creatures would probably require oxygen to some extent and be able to suffocate them. For sure. Whew, terrifying. Yeah. Bundle up this winter. Oh, man. Yeah, buckle up this winter, and uh, yeah, make sure your clothes are not cotton. Yeah, polyester only. <laughs> yeah, polyester and wool only, people. Yeah, <laughs> wolf pelts. So I want to introduce our uh, our oh. last one. Um, I'll talk a little bit about it, but also I really want you to chime in, Sam, because it's kind of interesting. I feel like we both had this rated um, as well. I think you had one. You had the Itamo Men rated at a ninety-two scare factor. Um, yeah, to be fair though, like I said, we kind of went into that one as yeah. a joke. I do, yeah, I think the uh, this last one is is probably one of the scariest. Yeah, so list. we 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 actually have this one as the scariest the the, the scariest uh, creature, but also um, the a- average power rating has this as the most powerful creature as well. So we'll have to unpack that a little bit. But basically, we are in the Philippines for this final um, mythological creature, and we are talking about oh geez. Oh, wait, 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 wait. When we, after you say the name, I think post edit, you should put like one of those horror sounds after you say the name for it in okay. this episode. All right. Okay. We'll, uh, we'll it. talk to the, the, the FX department. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> listeners, this is the, the Mananangal. Manananggal. Mananangal. Mananangal. I don't think I'm pronouncing that right. 
Banana. <laughs> Banana. <laughs> so the the Mananangal is a vampire-like mythical creature from the Philippines. It is described as hideous, scary, often depicted as female, and capable of severing its upper torso and sprouting huge bat-like wings to fly into the night in search of its victims. It seeks its victims down, and then it kills them. Holy yes. moly moly. Oh Terrifying. my gosh, this is one of the very few on our list. Actually, is is this the only one on our list? Maybe this may be potentially, seriously, Itomo Men that has the ability of flight? Oh, that's or is there any other ones that have the... Cause, I, I think I mean, so. That's a, I think this is... And because that was one thing I remember when I was ranking, I was like, you know, the ability for it to fly means it can escape, but it can also hunt and cover more ground. Oh, yeah. Uh, gives it a huge edge when it comes to hunting. For sure. And there's one thing I read that put this one up on the list because it was just so horrifying and so dark, is that it likes to hunt expecting women to eat the fetuses. Dude, that is terrifying. Yeah. Off, this is an absolutely terrifying creature. So um, yeah, there's no point in locking the doors because it's going to be able to just bust them down. It's got vampire-like strength. Uh, it cannot be killed by uh, most methods of decapitation. Uh, there's a lot of things I read about this where yeah, it's not immortal, but like it is not something you're going to just kill by shooting it. You know, like yeah. this is kind of a powerhouse of a creature. Yeah, I think the interesting thing about this is that so. Part of its attack structure is that it severs its torso and starts flying. But uh, if you get try to if you run into the upper torso, your odds of survival are are pretty slim to none. It's actually yeah. if you want to defeat this creature, you have to wait for the separation of the torso and then try to find the severed lower torso that is just left standing in the place where it was separated. That is the most vulnerable of the two halves. The only way you can beat this thing, according to the mythological legends, is that you have to sprinkle some type of salt or garlic or ash on top of the standing torso that is fatal to the creature. And then uh, after the oh, killing man. spree, the upper torso with the bat wings flies back to the lower torso, tries to reconnect, and it can't do it. And then it would just perish by sunrise because there's, I guess there's something that where this thing has to be rejoined uh, upper torso and lower torso by sunrise or else it dies so it really hunts at night from what i understand that makes sense and crazy part two is like 2022 right you run into a standing torso like no one's gonna be like oh yeah let me sprinkle a little salt on that you know like it's it's gonna probably stay safe especially Put a little if it salt for the table <laughs> yeah you know what that torso is missing a couple garlic cloves <laughs> <laughs> yeah Oh my gosh. Yeah, this one is uh, terrifying. It seems like in every way, it's just a beefed up, horrifying version of Dracula. Yeah. Did you find anything on this one that uh, kind of taught, spoke to his intelligence? Um, No, like, I, I didn't find anything about the intelligence. I, like, aside from picking its victims, it's very specific in picking its victims. Like you said, it's, it tries to go after pregnant women, specifically going after the fetuses, which is disturbing. Um, it also goes after newlyweds or couples room. in love. Yeah. It goes yeah. after... Um, uh like grooms to be so if you have any people that are about to get married beware um so so i think it's kind of interesting everything about this i think what makes this one so insidious too is yeah it's victim pool like a lot of these other ones they're opportunistic as far as they lure people to their death and it kills them right yeah this one looks for people that are either about to enter like you know the happiest day of their life or like you know 
fetuses that can't defend themselves, things like that. So like its victim pool is, it's it's just got a very dark victim pool. Um, and the fact that it's able to like select those or make those selections tells me it's got a pretty high level of intelligence. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it's similar to Dracula as far as like its ability to, you know, like. Uh, interact with people and stuff like that yeah um that's interesting fun fact about yeah. um this when we talked to movies um there's a movie a silent film in 1927 with the title mananangal the name of this creature that was the first ever filipino horror movie it's pretty crazy interesting yeah that's really cool when did it come out you said 1927 uh, when i tried oh, wow. to i tried to like hunt it down to see if we could maybe watch it for a uh a boys movie night but i i don't know if it even even exists in digital form that's how uh how old it is but you know one other thing yeah. i wanted to say so a lot of these creatures have like this um kind of theme of hunting down babies or fetuses you talk about this mananangal going after the fetuses of pregnant women which is horrifying la Llorona, who um, haunts uh, children they go out into the dark I'm curious what you think, Sam, if you had a creature of the power of Mananangal who's after, like, fetuses and young babies, what happens if that creature runs into the Nevada water babies of Pyramid Lake? (laughs) Because I feel like that could be the Uh, ultimate mythological creature showdown on (laughs) this entire list. The mythological Mananangal attacking the water babies of pyramid lake what would happen i think it plays out like lord of rings i think there's like you have the leader of the water babies leading a massive army of the babies against mononongol right but then they send a couple of the small babies like on a side quest to go find the torso kind of like sauron <laughs> like the torso sauron in this instance and the babies oh, yes. those few squad of babies are like frodo and sam yeah <laughs> and they're going to go hunt down the torso while the army of babies try to distract the eyes of the monogongle. And, you know, I think um, in order to reach their quest um, and get out of Pyramid Lake, they probably need to ride on the back of a, a river sea serpent, the Connecticut Connie, in order to <laughs> achieve their quest. Man, I think we got a story here, man. I think we do. Or, like, I could see the babies, like, Aladdin-style riding on Eton Maman, you know? Oh, dude. <laughs> That'd be so crazy. And then you, you could also have him, like, partnering up the Dulahan, where he's running up alongside. <laughs> Dude, actually, that's kind of crazy. What if the Dulahan knows the name of Mananangal, and so he can uh, just run know, up and insta-kill? There's some crazy the matchups. The Dulahan could be... There are some crazy matchups. I think this a lot of these monster matchups play out like rock, paper, scissors, where it's like, if you're naming it monster one, two, and three, right? Monster 1 can beat Monster 2, Monster 2 can beat Monster 3, but Monster 3 can beat Monster 1, you know, like those types of matchups. Very situational, so super interesting. I know I mentioned it to you, I still stand by it. I would love a massive AAA open world video game that, you know, had all of these monsters from the regions they're actually in. Yeah. And like... I think that could be a horrifying game. But a like monster hunter. A monster hunter. Yeah. Yeah, I think that'd be super cool. That would be cool. Um, it'd be terrifying, but also cool. Yeah, it'd be so terrifying. Yeah, this is... So I think we picked a really good list, and I know there's a lot of honorable mentions. Um, oh, for sure. You know, there's like classics like Dracula. There's the Loch Ness Monsters. Loch Ness Monster. I mean, there, there's so many that 
are, of course, are more probably were more well known than the list we made. But we weren't picking a list based on popularity. We were picking a list on what we thought was terrifying, unique, um, and also powerful. So mm-hmm. I think we have dude. This is a pretty terrifying list. Yes, I feel like this is fitting for our Halloween special for 2022. I think this is a good list. I agree, hard Bob. This listeners. I really hope uh, y'all don't ever encounter one of these creatures. Um, but if you do, I'm sorry. Indeed. Kibbles and boys. Sweet dreams. <laughs> Sweet dreams. Don't run into He's the mare. Candy. <laughs> don't run into the mare. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Bye, y'all. <laughs>